Hey, it's Friday, April 8th, 2022. We've got stories for you about how the IRS is going after cannabis businesses in a big way this year. The first U.S. federally legal cannabis company to debut on the stock exchange, and why state legalization benefits all state residents. So get ready. The marijuana industry is constantly changing with new laws, rules, and regulations. And whether you're working in the field or investing in it, you need to know what's happening. We keep you up to date by bringing you the latest information on the marijuana industry. So get ready, because this is the M News Now. In the post-pandemic world, most businesses are trying to get back to speed, and that includes the IRS. The federal tax agency is hiring 10,000 new employees to help them work through 20 million backlogged unprocessed returns. And it looks like one of their main targets is the cannabis industry. Tax experts have said that they're seeing a significant increase in audits of cannabis companies. Marijuana Business Daily's chief correspondent, John Schroyer, wrote a fascinating article on how internal IRS documents show that the IRS has been fixated on cannabis companies because they find those types of audits to be so lucrative for them. Marijuana Business Daily obtained 212 pages of internal IRS documents through the Freedom of Information Act. They then asked three attorneys who have extensive cannabis industry and federal tax law experience to review it. The internal IRS documents detailed how the IRS agents have been reporting for years that auditing cannabis companies is a better return on their time than auditing mainstream industries. Denver-based tax attorney Nick Richards, who's a former IRS lawyer that's worked with marijuana businesses since 2013, said, It clearly indicates that the IRS is interested in auditing the cannabis industry. What we see here from the results is that they feel they're getting a good bang for their buck. The primary reason why they're able to collect so much money from these audits is from Tax Code 280E. This tax code prevents cannabis companies from claiming standard deductions on their federal tax returns. Basically, the only tax deductions a cannabis company can take are cost of goods. One of the leading cannabis accounting firms nationwide, Green Growth CPAs, has a staggeringly long list of things that you can't deduct. Some of those highlights include advertising, employee payroll, equipment, health insurance, legal fees, rent, utilities, even workman's comp. And one more thing for the cannabis businesses to be extra cautious of. The experts say that the IRS also appears to be really focusing on Form 8300, which is an IRS requirement that must be filed any time $10,000 in cash is part of a business transaction. Even if you feel pretty comfortable doing your own cannabis taxes, it's always a good idea to double-check and potentially contact a reputable cannabis CPA or attorney if you have questions. You can also reach out to your state representatives and let them know how you feel about Schedule 280E. Bright Green Corporation is one of the very few companies that's been selected by the USDEA to grow, manufacture, and sell, legally under federal and state laws, cannabis and cannabis-related products for research, pharmaceutical applications, and export. They've just announced that they've publicly filed a registration with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission so they can list their stock with NASDAQ. Although the registration's been filed, it has not yet become effective. Once it is, they'll be listed under ticker symbol BGXX. A copy of their prospectus may be obtained by visiting the SEC website or by mailing Bright Green's Investor Relations Department. Links are available on the mnewsnow.com. One of the latest statistics to be released is the total revenue generated for all states with legal adult-use cannabis in 2021. 
According to a new report from the Marijuana Policy Project, that number was $3.7 billion. When we hear about cannabis sales numbers, the figures can be overwhelming. So it's good to break it down. So $3.7 billion, that was just for one year, and just for adult use, otherwise known as recreational cannabis. That figure doesn't even include the medical marijuana sales. The $3.7 billion in revenue was the total between just 11 states that had legalized adult use last year. As of today, there's an additional seven more states who've now legalized adult use cannabis. More states are expected to open adult use cannabis sales this year, and even more next year. These billions of dollars are essentially new money for states. They're funds that they didn't have prior to legalizing marijuana for recreational use. Typically, these funds are structured so that they benefit the state agencies that need them the most, such as schools and education, conservation, law enforcement, social services, alcohol and drug treatment programs, and more. This new funding is directly benefiting every one of the state's residents, even those who don't use cannabis. The president and CEO of Marijuana Policy Project, Toy Hutchinson, astutely said, the legalization and regulation of cannabis for adults has generated billions of dollars in tax revenue, funded important services and programs at the state levels, and created thousands of jobs across the country. Hutchinson also pointed out the harm that comes from not jumping into the legalization movement, saying, the states that lag behind continue to waste government resources on enforcing archaic cannabis laws that harm far too many Americans. More information and a state-by-state breakdown can be found on the Marijuana Policy Project or on the mnewsnow.com. New Mexico just opened up for recreational adult-use cannabis sales, and it's been a massive economic win for that state's tax revenue. The first day, sales topped over $1.9 million. The total for the whole first weekend was over $3.5 million, and medical cannabis sales were an additional $1.7 million on top of that. Out of a population of 2.1 million people, there were close to 90,000 cannabis transactions made that first weekend for both adult use and medical. That's one in every 24 people who made a cannabis purchase that first weekend. Their first day of sales were double that of Colorado's when they had their first day, despite the fact that New Mexico has less than half the population of Colorado. New Mexico's governor, Michelle Lujan Grisham, proudly summed it up, saying, New Mexico's launch of recreational cannabis has been one of the most successful, if not the most, of any state. The state made sure that they'd have plenty of product available their first weekend, unlike some states where they were unprepared and ran out. New Mexico's enthusiasm for supporting the adult-use cannabis industry will be paying off in a big way for the residents, as it's projected to create more than 11,000 jobs for the state and bring in more than $50 million just in tax revenue. And that's just the expectation for the first year. Other states waiting to legalize should take notes. That's all you need to know for today. Be sure to keep listening for the latest updates. And follow us on themnewsnow.com. Later. Later.